you need to actually hand over authority and accountability to your team and know that your team actually wants to make decisions. They're not shy of making decisions. They actually want to help you get through the problems that you're facing and level up their part of the business as well as the business as an entity. Microphone check, one, two, what is this? You're now listening to a brand new episode of the Play Big Faster podcast. Look what you started. Let's go. Welcome to another episode of the Play Big Faster podcast. We are joined today by Pete Moore. Pete is a business coach and also the host of the Business Owner Breakthrough podcast. He is here today with a special treat for everyone. He's going to talk to us today about how to transition from operator to owner in your business. Welcome, Pete. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here with your audience. And this is one of my favorite topics for sure. And I think we'll have a great conversation today. So thanks for having me, Sheree. Anytime I can get someone to co-sign some of the things that I share <laughs> with people in my coaching practice, I love it. Yes, definitely. So if you can just tell us how first how you became a business coach and why this topic is part of what you share with people in your coaching program. I've been a lifelong entrepreneur ever I'm, as we're recording 52 years old. And I started my first, I'll call it my first real business when I was 23, just out of university. And I've owned franchises. I've owned, you know, bathroom renovation companies, cleaning companies. I've been a business broker, helping people buy and sell businesses. I, I am currently a shoe retailer. So we own some shoe stores as well. And so a lot of the stuff that I do really, I have used in my own businesses or the things that I've come up with, I've needed them for myself to all the tools, the frameworks, the different thinking th things that I do. And I help my clients with as a business coach, I really needed along my own pathway and journey as an entrepreneur. I used to, how did I become a business coach? I I've always been all of my friends, all the people that I know have always come to me for guidance and that sort of thing. And then as I started my own journey through going from operator and making every decision in my business to freeing myself up and enjoying some more freedom and enjoying some of the other things around work, I decided that, you know what, maybe I should help other people do the same thing. And so it's a really, it's a passion for me that I'm, I see people who are overworked, overwhelmed in their businesses, and I want them to have more freedom. Business owners get into business because they want a better life. And unless your better life involves working 70, 80 hours a week, never seeing your family, never going on vacation, not being able to get away from your business for a day, then that doesn't sound like a better business, a better life than working for someone else. So I think we get habitualized as business owners because that first sort of one to three years, we have to do that stuff. And that's part of the startup. And most people, unless you're really deeply funded, have to really just put in the time and get through those first couple of years. But once you get over those first couple of years, you've got a bit of a team going now and things are a little bit better. Maybe some money's rolling in and what have you. Then it's like we get habitual. We're still making a lot of the business owners are still making all those decisions because they've been habitualized into making them for the last three years. And that the whole concept of moving from operator to owner is this idea that, you know what, 
at that stage, you usually do have a few good people and they actually want to help you make decisions and they actually want accountability in the business. And most of the time it's because the owner just isn't actually letting them do it. Okay. So here is the million dollar question. How do we get started with the transition? I think the first place is, at least when people come to me, they have realized that they're missing parts of their life that they want back. So I think the first part is just the realization that, hey, is this what I want out of my business? Because, and is it what I want out of my life? And so because it's yin and yang as business owners, we're our live, our personal lives and our families and our businesses are all sort of part of the same decision-making process. And we have to take that all into consideration. But so it usually starts with this idea that maybe I'm not getting what I want out of my life or out of my business. So let's start crafting the business to deliver that. And how do we do it? Basically, it revolves around a lot of different things, but one of the big key pieces is starting to assign accountability to some of your team to make some decisions, some real decisions, not just the basic ones. And I'll flip it back to a little story with our shoe stores, because I think it's a good relevant example that most people understand. If you were from your local shoe store, you went in, or let's just say your partner went into a shoe store and bought you a pair of shoes and you take a size nine, but your partner bought a size eight. And so you're in the position of having to go back and exchange these shoes and everything. If you went back to your local shoe store with the size nine in your hand and say, oh, I love the shoes, I uh, just need a size eight. And the person behind the till said, ah, uh, that's above my pay grade. So I'm going to have to get assistant manager to help you exchange those. You're already feeling like, Hey, this seem, should seem pretty easy. Right. But right. in their process management, it's like they haven't assigned accountability to that person dealing at the front level. So they've, the person goes and gets the assistant manager and the assistant manager comes back and says to you, ah, you know what? The general manager isn't in today. And in order to do transfers, uh, between a size eight and a size nine, I really need the sign off of the general manager. I don't want to get in trouble. And the general manager's off for two more days because it's her days of the week off. And you know what? We can get this done for you, but it will be on Thursday. And you're thinking to yourself, hey, I just want a size eight. And I see it on the shelf. I can see it in front of me. <laughs> and then you're starting to get frustrated around this stuff. So not only is this kind of management of having top-down decisions being made with every little minor decision as something can go on about how the frustrations would rise there, not only for the team, because the team wants to help the customer at that level, but you're not letting them. So the idea here that I've come up with lately is, you know what, as a business owner, you need to earn and master your CPA. And that's not your chartered professional accountancy. It's mastering your communication your process management, and your accountability within your organization. So if we think about that in the communication of what should have happened there, that should be part of the weekly meetings. Like when somebody comes in, they just need a quick change out. And here's the process that you would take in order to do that. And here's the accountability. I've now assigned accountability to you to say that, yes, if you follow this process, you have the accountability to change that size nine to a size eight and make that customer happy. 
And once you start doing this, because so many business owners are involved in the weeds of these little weed decisions, like something like that, which is so basic that they're dealing with these small level decisions, their team leaves because their team feels that they have no power or authority in anything that they do. And they're wondering why they keep losing great team members. It's because they haven't actually given them good communication. They have an aligned process that allows them to make decisions and they haven't actually given them the authority to make the decisions. So how can I prepare my team to actually be more self-managing? First of all, it goes back to understanding if you're, here's a great question to ask yourself around, around that particular question. If you're thinking to yourself, why don't they just make that decision? That's something they should know how to do. And I think yeah. most business owners have asked themselves that and probably as, as recently as maybe even today, <laughs> as you're listening to this, yeah, I just was thinking about that this morning. But if you're asking yourself that question, the real question is, have you communicated thoroughly? What would be the good, what would be a good end result for whatever it is we're discussing or a bad to that person? Have you communicated and detailed out the process of that particular item, whatever it may be that we're talking about here? Is the process clear? Can it be followed step by step? Can it be repeated by anyone, not just by you? And do they have authority? So typically, whenever you ask that self, yourself that question, why aren't they just doing it? It actually isn't their fault, it's yours because you haven't clearly communicated, you don't have good enough process in place that allows you to feel comfortable with handing over authority. It sounds like maybe starting with SOPs, standard operating procedures would be. Yeah, really. It's, it usually boils down to the fact that most operating procedures in small business, let's say 10 people and under are actually residing in the owner's head, not on a piece of paper not on a loom video. People learn in different ways. This is another interesting thing when it comes to process management. If the, if you have already a hundred page document and it's sitting in the back of somebody's trunk in their car, cause they don't like to read documentation, then that's right. a problem. So when we think about process management and documentation and SOPs and everything, the communication portion of that is how is it being communicated? Is it in a shareable drive where it can be found? Is it in multiple formats, not only in written format? Is it in audio format as we're listening to audio podcasts and stuff right here? But is it in a video format on Loom video or on some sort of video on a backend YouTube channel? so that anybody can watch it. If it's a, a screen-based process, show them and point and click through the whole process of what needs to be done. Is it on a Trello board or is it on some sort of a project management tool that's going to take them from to do, doing, and done? So all of these different pieces are the process management pieces, but they need to be accessible. They need to be thought out and detailed. They need to be communicated in a variety of different manners so that anybody that's accountable for this understands and knows where to go and knows how to get through it so that you as the owner of the business can feel really at ease about the fact that when you do hand over the authority, that the pieces of the puzzle, and I call that part moving from detail to dashboard. It's like when you're in the weeds, when you're in the detail of those things, 
But once you've handed over the authority, now you're looking at the dashboard and it's your job to, as the you've leveled up now, at least on that particular task, is to ensure that the quality that you're looking for is still being done to the level that you're expecting for your clients, but not doing it yourself. Okay, I love that. And that kind of goes to my next question. So once you put these things in place, how do you monitor these and to make sure that the instructions that you've given your staff, that they're actually doing the things they need to do and they feel comfortable making those decisions? It's an interesting thing. Everybody's business is different. And you need to really have a dashboard that's going to work for you. Some people want graphs. Some people want, you know, it just depends on how you like your information. And as a certified Colby coach and understanding all around Colby and that assessment tool that aligns how you like to look at things and how you make decisions, that sort of stuff is an interesting piece of the puzzle as well, because your dashboard, for some people, a dashboard needs to be all graphs. For other people, a dashboard needs to be written information or backup and cues. It might be, depends if you have a point of sale system, you might be looking at a point of sale system for certain pieces. But a lot of times as the owner of the business, you need to have the information coming in from various different resources. So in my case, what do I do? I like to go through, I have Google spreadsheets essentially, and I'm okay with spread looking at, at spreadsheets. I don't need to have the graphs and stuff like that, but other people are a lot more visual. It really boils down to your needs and the way you like to absorb the information. But the idea is you want the 10% of the information that's going to be allow you to understand whether things need to change. And that's, if you think of it as a stoplight, you've got green, yellow, and red. So when you're looking at your dashboard, if it's green, you don't really need to pay much attention to it. If it's yellow, it's I should look into this. And if it's red, it's these are action items that need to be tackled today. Now, the frequency that you actually look at your dashboard, are you the type of person that need you need to see it every day? Do you recommend once a week? And does it really matter based on your industry? Yeah, I think it really depends on your industry. And you might be looking at your financial numbers every day, but you might only be looking, for example, at your sales pipeline once a week. If you work with a lot of major clients and not a lot of, like in retail, we have a lot of clients coming in every day, but they provide us with small bits of money. Whereas in some of the other businesses out there. I used to have a business where we worked for a lot of a lot of property managers and we were in a thousand bathrooms a year. But out of those thousand bathrooms, it was about 10 clients that gave us 90% of our business. So when I looked at the sales pipeline, it wasn't necessarily about bringing in another new 10, another new person to add to that 10. It was really about management of that. So it depends on your business really. And only you, and I'm talking to you, the listener, only you know uh, those sort of things around what's most important. But the idea is that you're looking at these key performance indicators on a regular basis in a systematic rhythm that's going to allow you to make the decisions that you need at the next level up of your business, not in the decisions that are in the weeds that we talked about at the beginning of the podcast. And so we know that in this process, there are a lot of moving parts, but what, in your opinion, is one thing that every business owner should master in their business? We talked about three, and I think these are the three that if you're going to do anything right now, you got to level up your communication 
internally, and it's to the three people. And when I say people, your team, all of your outsourced suppliers, and anybody who helps deliver your promise to your customers and your customers, right? You want to level up those three different areas of communication this year. And you want to level up your process management. And I hinted at a couple of different ways of doing that. You can do it by written. You can do it by video with, it doesn't really matter which tools. I like to use Loom for video ones, and then you can pop those onto an internal channel. There's lots of different ways of doing it. The idea is that you're leveling up your process management. And the most important piece is you need to actually hand over authority and accountability to your team and know that your team actually wants to make decisions. They're not shy of making decisions. They actually want to. And most small business owners have this issue around, I don't think they actually want to, but most of the time, if they're the right team members, they actually do want to make the decision. They actually want to help you get through the problems that you're facing and level up their part of the business as well as the business as an entity. In your own personal journey as an entrepreneur, what are some of the pitfalls that you fell into while you were figuring this thing out, the transition from operator to owner? I have fallen into a lot. I've been in business for a long, almost 30 years now. And so you have had my ups and downs for sure. And one of the things for me is when we look at process, I'm a person that doesn't mind taking risks. I'm a person that will think that I know enough information and go with, let's call it a dashboard level decision when sometimes I need to dig a little bit deeper where a lot of people around me, a lot of my team members want all of the detail and they have a harder time making the decision until they have all the detail. I'm the other way around where I'm okay with making sort of decisions without a lot of the detail. So I think just understanding on how your team is around that is really an important piece that you have a good mixture of, do we have enough information or do we not have enough information in order to make especially the very big decisions in your business? Pete, if you had one piece of advice to give someone on how to play big faster, what would it be? I, I really do believe that in order to play big faster in your business, if you look at these three pieces and just pick one, you don't have to pick them all right away. And I'm talking to you, the listener, you know, which one is of most importance right now in your business. And you know, which one you're lacking at. And I'm not saying you need to be an absolute master in all three of these, but you do need to work on the mastery of all three of these things and pick the one that's going to give you the biggest advancement in the next 12 months, because these kind of things do take time. It's not a light switch. You can't just turn on communication process and accountability and see it happen over the next year. But a year in, a, in the course of a business is not a long time. And to get big faster, start with that first year of mastering these three things and you will get big faster and you will make some dramatic improvements in your business for your team and for your clients. Pete, based on what you shared with us, there are some people that I know are racing to find out how can we work with you? So from the perspective as a business coach, how can someone contact you or get more information about your coaching program? The easiest way right now is just to go to my website at Simplifying Entrepreneurship. And I know it's a long one, but simplifyingentrepreneurship.com for little 
quick bits. You had mentioned my podcast. So biz, the business owner breakthrough is my podcast. And one of the things that we talked about just before we hopped on here is I've got a little download and the download really aligns here today, which is it's a PDF download on the 10 laws of moving from operator to owner. We talked about a few of them today. There's a bunch more in there too, but it's a quick download at simplifyingentrepreneurship.com forward slash laws. And I'll definitely include all of those links in the show notes. Pete, thank you so much for being with us today. It's been a pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And until next time, everyone, play big faster. Thanks for listening to this episode. And remember to play big faster. 